The Press Box is here to catch you up on the latest media stories. Hosted by Brian Curtis and David Shoemaker, these guys have the insight on the biggest stories you care about. Check out The Press Box on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Heineken Silver. People could be hard to please. You take beer to a party and they're all, it's too watered down, it's too boring, or ugh, I drank that back in college. Thankfully, there's new Heineken Silver a world-class light beer with only 2.9 carbs and 95 calories and a crisp and refreshing taste to satisfy even your pickiest friend. Finally, try Heineken Silver today, the world-class light beer with all the taste, no bitter endings. Available at your local Heineken retailer or for delivery at heineken.com silver. Must be 21 and over to purchase. Enjoy Heineken responsibly. This episode is brought to you by Jersey Mike Subs. Jersey Mike's uses only the highest quality of meat sliced right in front of you, piled high with the freshest toppings. It's a Jersey Mike's thing. For me, it's roast beef and provolone with onions, lettuce, tomato, and the juice. You like authentic cheesesteaks? At Jersey Mike's, they're cooked on a real flat top grill. You can hear the sizzle and taste the difference. Jersey Mike's, a sub above. Order on the app today or visit jerseymikes.com to learn more. Hello and welcome to Everything is Cake, where every week we are recapping the latest episode of The Great British Baking Show. I'm Kate Hallowell. I'm Amelia Wedemeyer. And we're here with our lovely producer, Sasha Ashall, to break down episode nine, Patisserie Week. This is the semi-finals, you guys. Uh, we're going to get into the, the episode in a minute. We have a lot of thoughts, a lot of feelings, some good, some bad. Um, but, you know, we like to take a minute to talk about sort of the history of Patisserie Week on the Great British Bake Off, <laughs> some of our favorite past bakes, some of our thoughts on Patisserie Week just as a concept. Um, so, Amelia... I know you really, really want to talk about uh, one specific bake. So what is your favorite patisserie week bake in the history of this show? There was one, and I, I'm sorry. I just, like, <laughs> I watch these shows, and then, like, I immediately forget a lot of stuff. So that's on me. Um, but I do remember the one season a few seasons ago when they did the freaking glass boxes, yes. the glass cases, the sugar glass cases, which, honestly, that's an all-time just moment for me personally. I am a sucker for anything that's like faux glass. I think that is so <laughs> fucking cool. And I just want to give a special shout out for Alice because she did Save Our Oceans sugar glass box, which is just one. It's like, love that she cares about the environment. Save the whales. Absolutely. Exactly. And then not only that, but I, I do remember hers was like, you couldn't really exactly see a ton through the glass, which I thought I don't care about. I just thought that, that the fact that she's doing it is great. And then when she opened it up and you saw the actual cake itself was just, it was one of the most beautiful cakes I've ever seen in my life. So I just want to give a special shout out uh, to her. And I did rewatch that episode because I just fucking loved that challenge. I thought it was one of the most awesome challenges they've ever had on this show so i love that season too mm -hmm. i do too alice was alice was great 
She was, she was like <laughs> yeah. very neurotic and like like very like, flustered, she, but like very earnest. Yeah, is she really still dating Henry or whatever his name is? I don't think so. I think that was really? a false rumor. Unfortunately, oh, damn. okay. Uh, I okay. follow her on Instagram. My mind so was I don't just think blown so. by that. <laughs> sure. I don't think that, that actually happened. That was rumored <laughs> okay. though. It was rumored, yeah. right? Um, this was such a good one because when she took it off, it is literally the most beautiful yeah. cake ever. Totally. I like Patisserie Week as semifinal. I think it's like really hard. And I agree that like when I was looking at this, I was like, damn, I don't really remember any of these bakes because they're all like so fiddly. Like like those slices or entremets, those are things that they like go to over and over again. And I can't remember what anybody does for those. Like there's so many elements. Like I just don't remember. They're not the kind of things that like stick out in my mind. But I do love patisserie technicals because they're always so hard and there's so many elements and so many things to do. And like you probably have never done or heard of at least one thing. And one of the ones that is like my favorite ever technical, I think I've already talked about how I love when they have to make like a million layers of things and it's just like (laughs) so difficult. One of my favorite ever from the Nancy Lewis season, clearly my favorite season, was a 20 layer shishit torta. And this is like a German cake. Nobody knew what it was. It was like (laughs) basically it's 20 layers of cake and you have to like individually spread them out and bake them. And then the whole point of it is that the layers look like like a layer of brown where you've browned the cake and then the middle of the cake. So there's kind of like this pattern on the inside and then a mirror glaze. Mm. And nobody knew what it was. Nobody knew what it looked like. Those are the best technicals. <laughs> nobody. It was so fiddly. Those are the best ones. <laughs> the best ones. It was so fiddly. Nobody, nobody did... I think only one person even got all 20 layers in there. Amazing. And it was Lewis. That's wild. Obviously. So it was uh, Chetna, Nancy, Lewis, and Richard. Semi-final. Incredible. Richard's was terrible. Uh, Nancy's was okay. Chetna's was terrible. And um, Lewis's was impeccable, obviously. Incredible. What a man. <laughs> what, a, what a guy. <laughs> and this is like, they always go to patisserie. Out of the 10 seasons available on Netflix, nine of them have a patisserie week sure. and eight of them it's the semifinal so they just always go to it and one of them it was the quarterfinal so it's always one of the last things they do because it's it's a weeder yeah it weeds people, it weeds people out just the week. can't hang can't hang yes they uh, can't the patisserie i agree that i don't remember that many specific patisserie seasons but the one that stuck in my brain was from series six which was nadia's season and it was because they had to make these like nun things. So they had to make oh, ta- these the like religious. Ta- yes, yeah, so they're like religious <laughs> à l'ancienne. Okay, so they're towers of eclairs and they're supposed to look like a nun. And so they had to stack them vertically, glue them together. However, this is the most bullshit thing. So they had to make these towers. And then traditionally, these are like the centerpieces, I guess, for like a feast. So they have to stand for like hours and hours during the feast, traditionally, back in the day while you ate the rest of the meal and then you'd eat them. So they made the bakers go on a lunch break and leave the nun towers for hours and leave them before the judging because they were like, it's not a success if it doesn't stand up for several hours. So literally they were outside watching their towers fall 
inside the tent because they made them leave them for oh several hours. So they come back. I think it was the other Paul. Remember the other Paul that looked like Paul that he was like threatened by? <laughs> his, I, yes. I'm pretty sure his fell. Nadia's was leaning, <laughs> leaning over. Like, I'm like, why would you do this to them? So that was what I always remember being like, holy shit, this is like inhumane. Um, but oh, I also remember funny. Nadia's was flavored, uh, Bubble gum and peppermint cream, which is the most disgusting flavor combination That's I can so think of. That's so interesting. And she won Starbaker, uh, even though it was that flavor and it was also leaning. <laughs> so against all odds. Um, but yeah, patisserie week. You love to see it, sort of. They hate to bake it, uh, but it's always like <laughs> chaos and drama and fiddly bullshit uh, that people are probably thrilled never to have to make again. Um, on that note, let's get into this episode. Now, right off the bat, we're going to try to be positive in general. And I think we are positive about the bakers and we're positive about the bakes. We loved all four people that were left um, and they all did great this week. But I think we have some issues just like with how things were done, <laughs> how things turned out and how they relate to like larger problems with this show. You know, I think a lot of the things that we're going to talk about, we have, have issues with are just representative of things that like year after year people have complained about and been like, this is an issue. This is, you know, making the show less fun to watch or like less consistent or things like that. So again, not trying to be a downer. We love this show. Like, I don't want to, you know, get into an hour of complaining, Um, (laughs) but we're going to talk through some issues and some things and maybe some solutions and how we would have liked to see things go instead. Also, like the problems were entertaining. Oh, for sure. Like, I was like, what? Like, we were freaking out. So it wasn't like, you know, this was happening and we're all like angry and mad. Like, I was like, it was good TV. 100%. And this was one of the ones where I was like maddest that like we watch it early and so I can't talk to anyone about it. Like, I was watching it and I was (laughs) like, oh, I want to be texting people about what's happening right now and I can't. Um, But yeah, I just felt a lot of feelings, good and bad. You know, it was a roller coaster of emotions. It was. Uh, As they say on Riverdale, it's like the epic highs and lows of Bake Off, just all in one episode. (laughs) Um, So overall, very big picture. What did we think of this episode? Well, I thought it was like a genuine nail biter. I didn't know who was going to go home. I didn't really know what to expect. And I, I thought the first couple of challenges were good and really exciting. And then I was kind of really let down by the um, showstoppers. I was just like, this this is what you're having them do. This is so... I don't want to say lame because I couldn't do it, but it was yeah. a little bit of a letdown. <laughs> and then when it was revealed who got offed, I was a little pissed off. And then I think that kind of soured the rest of my viewing experience or just the entirety of it or just looking back at it. I was just kind of like, Hmm. I don't know how I feel about this, but it was confusing. It was yeah, a confusing one. That's Sasha, what did you word. think overall? I thought it was good challenges. I agree that like some of the showstoppers, I felt like it wasn't the baker's fault that it f- was a little like underdeveloped of an idea maybe that they gave them. And mm-hmm. so they, they looked a little like spare or something um, like empty kind of. I don't think that's the baker's fault. I think it's just like an, an idea that didn't really pan out. Especially totally. the fact about, that it was, we were a little bit let down by all four of them and yeah, all four of them right. seemed let down by their own bakes makes me think that it's 
a challenge issue. You know what I, I mean? Like if definitely if no one, if no one walks away happy with their yeah. showstopper, like it's like if, if you're a teacher and all of your kids failed the test, it's like, then it's a problem with the test. Exactly. You know? So yeah. So I think it, you don't let them use puffed rice. I, right. I thought like that was, you're right to use it if they're going to let you use it. Yeah. But they shouldn't have been allowed to use it. They should have had to make something that was like a cake or a, like cookies or something. Uh-huh. It should have not been able to be just like a puffed rice structure because like it is edible, but like... It yeah, looked, at what cost? At, <laughs> right. It was like, it, it is technically edible. Yeah. Right, right. And really no one, no one wanted to eat Chiggs's or, or Jurgens either. You know what I mean? Like no one was no. biting into Chiggs's tree being like, mm, delicious. No, they didn't right. even eat so, them. Right. Yeah, they, they, didn't, yeah, they didn't taste, taste them. them. Yeah. <laughs> so, just, it wasn't inspired. It was just like, and it that's, again, that's not the baker's fault. It's literally the people, the it's production and they the They should have just made of. them make like three times the entremets or something. Right. And yeah. not bother with a centerpiece mm-hmm. or change the rules on the centerpiece and made it, make it be something. Because yeah. also Definitely like when you ever making 12 entremets. Right. <laughs> Like, wouldn't you yeah. want to, you'd need to make like 36 know. or something. Like, it doesn't make much sense to me. But anyway, yeah. besides that, like, I loved the signature. I thought coming off the signature, I was like, okay, so this is going to be fucking chaotic. Like, this yeah. is going to be an absolutely chaotic episode. And it was. So that, that was definitely my impression coming away after the signature. I was like, okay, this is going to yeah. be First crazy. half was good chaos. Second half right. was less good chaos. Yeah. Um. All right, let's talk about the signature. So the first challenge was they had to make 12 individual, quote, slices. These are like an official name. They're called <laughs> slices. They're not right. slices of anything. They are just slices. So basically they are all, they were all like rectangular, um, like slices of cake, slices. basically, like layered yeah. cakes. Um, that yeah, they with like sort creams of, and stuff. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, anything that you would see like walking into a pastry shop, anything that's like a rectangle, that's what they made. <laughs> right. Exactly. Um, so, obviously, the big, uh, the big takeaway was all of the handshakes. Let's get into it. Oh, you know what this is God. like? This is like when the refs make the game about themselves. Do you know what I mean? Where like in the last like two minutes of a, of a basketball game, it's like the refs are just like, give me attention. And they just, <laughs> they call everything. They're like, you know, we, we actually got to go review this for like five minutes. This is what Paul was doing. He's a judge and he made this entire challenge about himself. Yeah. What he I does mean, best, you could argue. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, like that is the main problem I have with the, the Hollywood handshake, which again, it's like, <laughs> You're giving branding to something that doesn't need branding. And I, I think it really and I and I've complained about it before on this podcast. And I think it really came to a head this week when he literally gave everyone except for Jurgen a handshake. And I get I get that maybe you didn't like Jurgen's the most, but the fact that that is your thing and it is held to such an esteemed honor is absolutely bullshit. And it has become it's honestly more than anything, it's a hottie handshake because that's what it stands for. Because his use of it is absolutely like you're saying, Sasha, it's so egotistical. And also it gives this like precedent that it's Paul's word over Prue's word when it exactly. is 50-50 and it, it, it is not the other way. Around. It's not like 60-40. It is literally they are both the judges. And she even I even wrote down the quote. She called Jurgen's um, slices a sensation. And Paul said, I like it, but I don't love it. And then later on, 
after he did not give Jurgen a handshake, which, okay, again, whatever. But I have a problem with the meaning behind the handshake. And Prue goes, pity, I'm not the one who hands out handshakes. And then later she said, I'd have given you one. And the fact that she said that and that uh, that is just like swept under the rug is actual bullshit. And again, it sets a precedent that he is the number one judge and he is the jury, the uh, judge, uh, jury, executioner. thank you exactly for all this is absolutely bullshit. And that is not okay. It pisses me off. I know. And it pisses me off. And I, it's, uh, it's 75% his fault and 25%, I think on Prue. She's not, is she that good of a judge? I, well, I, Mary Berry would never have stood for this. When Mary Berry was on no this show, way. Paul, I Paul agree exactly 50%. No, I totally agree. I do think when you're someone who's coming into something like this and coming to replace a beloved figure, you're always going to be a little like defer to everyone else. But like, you, I mean, she should step up and say like, this is bullshit. And I don't, right. I don't like, know. I what, have a hand too. Right, and- exactly. And I don't know what goes behind the scenes with all this, but just the fact that he can get away with this and having something that seemingly one-ups her as like, this is this is next to being Star Baker because literally when, the, when he gives out these handshakes, everyone else claps and usually the person who receives it goes, oh my God. Um, uh, I mean, they literally react the same way that they react when they're given Star Baker and that is yeah. bullshit. That's bullshit and it is not okay. I'm sorry. You want to know what actually got me because everybody was like, you know, in the moment, they all did that like, oh, oh, my God. Everybody was so shocked and surprised. It was afterward when Chiggs yes. was like, handshake oh, fuck, don't mean any fink today. He's giving them out willy nilly. Exactly. This is exactly what happened. He he gave Chiggs a handshake. As he was walking away, he was like, oh, shit. Maybe that I should not have done that. because." Actually, I just gave a handshake to the very first thing that I ate in this whole right. fucking ch- like semifinal. And now if anything is as good or better than that, I have to give it a handshake. Like that ended up being what happened. And he went to Jurgen's. He didn't like it as much. So, okay, easy, easy. No handshake. We love. Next, it was like, okay, shit. Like this is, this is as good or better. I have to give this a handshake. That's what always gets me is like, Why give it to the very first thing? I know it's not fair then to that first person, but I think you should just set a precedent that like, I'm not just, like if you're saying like this is literally flawless, I guess, or like how is everybody's flawless? They're all good. No, they're all good. This was like one of the best signatures that ever happened in this tent. I mean, even without the handshakes, they were like, this is incredible. Yeah. This tastes amazing. They all looked amazing. They all had great ideas. They are all very unique, like presented yeah. perfectly. But what? You didn't like one of the ideas? Which one? Beet buttercream. I thought you were going to come out swinging for Jurgen on this podcast. I mean, not for that. <laughs> like, if Prue loved like, I didn't taste it. If Prue loved it, the, fair. The, uh, the, night, the night at the opera with the sword through it? Murder at the cute. opera. Murder at the opera, yeah. Yeah, that was so cool. such a good idea. I love yeah, that, made yeah. beetroot buttercream. And my favorite was Christelle going, yeah, Yuzu, blah, blah, blah. Like, it's a bit of a risk. And then they cut immediately to <laughs> Jurgen dis- describing his beet <laughs> beetroot beet buttercream and like right. dumping beet pulp into buttercream. And I was like, right. you're good, Christelle. 
Yeah, you're going to take any risks. This time. Uh, <laughs> and then I also think it just sets to the audience. It says something to the audience as well. And the fact that it was Jurgen sent home, and the fact that they had a clip of him going, "Well, I'm in trouble because I'm the only one who didn't get the Hollywood handshake," is again the handshake's faux power that it yields. And it's just so fucking lame. It's so okay, lame. But to be fair, I'll play devil's advocate here. He was the only one they didn't both like. So either way, he would have felt like he was in trouble, right? I guess okay, so. I have a comment about this. Do you actually think that Prue is able to give her full opinion once a handshake has been given? I don't think so. No, yeah, I, I don't think so. I felt that she had said about Christelle's like, oh, it's a very interesting texture. It's very chewy. And it wasn't like, oh, I like that. Like she was saying it and it, it wasn't necessarily like a positive comment, I don't think. Mm. She that wasn't was pre, saying like, that was I love this. handshake though, right? Yeah, and then he gave the handshake and then she couldn't and then she say, couldn't say anything, anything else. That's kind of that, yeah. my problem. That's true, I that feel puts like, her in a tricky situation. Yeah, and like if he doesn't get a handshake, then she can say like, fair enough, like I like this one. But if he does that, I feel like it takes away from her being able to like critique anything or they just cut it. Like we honestly have no idea what happens in the yeah. edit. So she could say bad stuff, but then they take it away because they are trying to like because it doesn't say that this handshake. Yes, like further the handshake narrative. Right? Mm. Who knows? Yeah, totally. Do you think that Paul would have thrown a fit if Prue had given (laughs) Jurgen a handshake? No, doesn't mean anything. No. Yeah, I don't think he would have. You don't think he would have been like, "Don't do that." No, because nobody cares. Nobody wants a Prue handshake. Well, right. Carries no value. I feel like it would have helped Jurgen's mindset if he if she had actually stuck her hand out and done it. I agree, it. but I also think she's just like doesn't have the guts to do that. I like agree. she just doesn't I don't think I agree that he is the vast majority of the problem, but I also think she just like doesn't try hard enough to be like an authoritative authoritative figure to the extent that he does. She's put in a hard position because yeah, she is. that mm-hmm. sucks, but you're right. I mean, I, I wish she was a little more commanding, but again, it's like easier to say that than to actually do that. And sure. I feel like they're already in such, it's already such a popular show. The handshake is already something that is very well known within the show and the universe of the show that it's just like, it's such a, it's so stupid, but it like, <laughs> here it is. You know, it's the one thing that I do not like about this show is this godforsaken handshake. I swear <laughs> to you. It's just like, <laughs> and he was being somewhat like restricted this season with it. Like he was holding back. The last couple episodes he hadn't really done them. Yeah. Which which I was like good. (laughs) So it was like after that like drought it was (laughs) yeah truly shocking to be waterboarded with them in the first like 20 minutes <laughs> yeah. of this yeah. episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's talk specific flavors really quick before we move on. Yeah, sorry. Yes. Yeah. Gotta say, uh, <laughs> just so Giuseppe did tiramisu, which I was like, fuck yeah. But what killed me, and I have this later too, but I'm gonna say it now anyway. He added raisins. Who the hell looks at a tiramisu and is like, you know what this needs? A layer of raisins. I guess like, just Giuseppe. I understand, I understand you can't like just do tiramisu flavors. You feel like it's not like creative enough. You're like, Jurgen's over here making beet icing. Like I got to do something. So like adding raisins, they call them sultanas. It's the same fucking thing. But <laughs> okay, he, sultanas are golden raisins. Okay, they're, so they're literally not like, raisins. <laughs> but golden raisins are better. Okay, I still don't want them in my tiramisu. I actually am going to defend this. I think it was cool and I would in eat it and i love it. You'd be like, I... I, this tiramisu cake is good, <laughs> but you know what would make it better? 
raisins. <laughs> I feel like he just transformed it. It wasn't like he like put raisins in the cake or something, which I would be he like, added why? added a layer, a layer, a layer yeah, but he of raisins. It. He like cooked it down and made it so into something else. So there raisins? <laughs> I don't no, know, it's just man. a different like get in on flavor that. texture. I do, if you just put straight up raisins in the cake, I'm like, I'm out. I don't want that. I don't like biting into a raisin. Uh, I don't want that. But yeah. I think it was like a cool idea to transform them and then make it into like a little layer. Sure. It's interesting. It was something. Sure. Anyway, was something. I was like, I don't know, man, but sure. Uh, Amelia, you wanted to talk about Christelle. I just, I love that she constantly <laughs> brings these Eastern flavors. You know, she's, we we got her doing the miso and tahini all the time. Now she's bringing out the yuzu and the black sesame. I just, I, I'm, that's awesome. I think that's great. It represents who she is. And I think, thank you, Christelle, because we don't always need like, you know, just again, some cream and chocolate. Like, give me some interesting <laughs> flavors. And she does that. And I appreciate She that. has a heavy commitment to, like, yeah. fruity tart. Like, she <laughs> always pulls out the passion fruit. She's very committed yeah. to passion fruit, which I am as well. Did you see the huge bowl that she had? Yeah. And the show <laughs> <story> was insane. <laughs> and then, like, mango and... Um, yeah, she's super committed. I love it. Chiggs is the more, like, chocolate caramel end of things. Yeah. And she's much more of the, like... The yuzu, yeah. the mango, nice. the passion fruit. Something for everybody, you yeah. know? All right. So we had the beet icing. We had the raisin tiramisu. And then Christelle and Chiggs with their, uh, you know, handshake-worthy signatures. So basically where we ended up at the signature, to me, it was kind of a wash. Like, uh, three handshakes means, like, nobody got a handshake. Jurgen, slight, you know, slight deficit, I suppose. But, like, Jurgen is Jurgen. So, like, I think everyone kind of thought that he was, like fine. However, we will I guess see. Even though he uh, did say, I'm in trouble. Yeah. But even then, it's like, he's great at technicals, as we're no, about to yeah, talk about. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I wasn't, just to like, I wasn't worried. After Plenty the signature, I was like, we're st- pretty even field still. After the signature, like, no one seemed super high, super low. Um, so going into the technical challenge, fascinating choice. It was a Sable Breton tart, which was... Um, a very thick, flat base, kind of like a really thick cookie, like a shortbread cookie. Yeah, they with, compared it to shortbread, yeah. Yeah, like a piped, um, what was the green flavoring? Pistachio, it was pistachio right? mousseline. Pistachio. Yeah, and then mousseline. it had raspberry jam yeah. under. And then meringues, fruit and meringues strawberries, yeah. 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 So the big question was, have you ever heard of it? Do you know what it looks like? For, no. I believe three, I believe three <laughs> of the contestants, the answer was no, although we'll talk about chicks. Uh, for Jurgen, the answer was yes. <laughs> of course. Um, and so the big thing was that Jurgen knew that it was supposed to have a flat bottom. Uh, and the other two made it more like a traditional tart where Giuseppe's had a very thin bottom with sides. Griselle's had a little bit thicker, but it still had sides. Um, yeah, hers just collapsed. She tried to do what Giuseppe <laughs> did, but it went badly. <laughs> yeah. So really quick, I want to ask. Chiggs did the bench behind Jurgen. <laughs> And Chicks also made his with a flat bottom. Not to accuse my husband of anything, however. <laughs> Do we think that Chiggs knew somehow in his one-year Baker quarantine brain inherently knew that it was supposed to be a flat bottom with no sides or do we think he saw Jurgen do it correctly and was like I'm gonna do that oh he totally saw Jurgen's he was totally like I'm doing that him, right yeah, yeah he totally, saw definitely and that's Just fine because you have yeah. to use every advantage that you exactly. can in this, I mean, in this game I mean they're like very actively not supposed to look at each other during this technical um 
But if you're not fine, cheating, but... you're not trying. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, it's not, I'm not like, you know, thinking that it was malicious, but I was, no one commented on the fact that Chiggs like got that right. I mean, he totally blew the rest of it. He came in last, like yeah. it was fine. I know. Um, but just the fact that he somehow like ended up with the correct bottom and like no one else did other than you're gonna I was like hmm, suspicious yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly <laughs> um so Chiggs totally blew it his muslin was garbage didn't yeah. set his he couldn't find his piping nozzle so his macaroons were terrible right and he ba- over baked them they were brown yeah. it was his, it was really bad technical for him he came in last <laughs> middle yeah. of the pack middle of the pack we have Chriselle and Giuseppe um who, first of all, I was glad that Christelle got a second shot at jam. <laughs> if you remember her Jamie Dodgers uh, oh, disaster right. earlier in the season when she oh. was literally molding it with her fingers. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, I saw her making the jam this time and I was like, oh no, like war flashbacks. <laughs> Yikes. Um, but she came through and she uh, came in third. So not great, but she made it kind of like traditional tart. It was fine. I don't think she had any like, other than not knowing what it was. Um like no huge <laughs> issues. Uh, and then Giuseppe came in second. Also clearly didn't know how the bottom was supposed to look, but like his presentation was beautiful. The way that right. he did his fruit on top, I was like, oh my God. <laughs> um, his, you know, little macaroon things were, meringue things were great. Um, and then Jurgen, our guy, just by Smashed the book, it. could make a Sable Breton tart in his sleep. Uh, Amazing. And yeah, so he came in first. Thoughts on the rest of the technical? I mean, I thought it seemed extremely difficult to make, you know, it was like an extremely difficult tart thing that no one really knew how to do. And Jurgen pulled it out. And maybe this is my Jurgen bias showing, but I almost felt like they took this technical challenge as a little bit of an afterthought in judging the entire, like who was. Oh, they threw it out the window. Yeah. And I'm like, what the hell? So I was a little upset about that. But again, I mean, it looked, it, I want to try it. It's, it looks good. I don't know. It did look very good. I thought <laughs> yeah. this was great. Super hard. Lots of different things to do. Um, just a note, like these were all really long challenges. The signature was, yeah. I think, three hours. And then the technical was two hours and 45 minutes. So this is like an unbelievably long day already. Um Jurgen just knew what he was trying to go for. I thought it was kind of misleading to call it a tart. I feel like they <laughs> yeah. did that to yeah. like purposely kind of mislead. They did. It worked. Yeah, they did. It worked. So I thought, you know, they have their little tricks in there like that. And um, yeah, it was fun. I mean, it, I wish still that it would be something with like a bunch of layers, like super fiddly crazy. I just like that stuff. But this was also very hard. And you had so many things to do. I thought it was so funny that Chig's is like, he like loves to temper chocolate for some reason. That's like <laughs> yeah, his thing. He, he loves it. He was like, oh, uh, this mousseline, like, I don't know what's up with that, but like, oh, tempering chocolate. Okay, great. I, I know how to I do that. Do that. That's <laughs> fine. Right. <laughs> I was That's like, true. Okay, <laughs> I was going to say this later, but I'm going to say it now. Shakes had more screen time in this episode than he has had the entire season. I don't know why <laughs> he was like the reaction guy who only talks to the host for the first two thirds of the season, but like he was, and it didn't even, I mean, we had talked about it a little bit, but like watching him on his own, like with his own process and like <laughs> his like little charming breakdowns, this episode really like, like really brought home how much we haven't seen that. I thought the rest of the season, like we have not seen him go like, Oh, where's the piping nozzle? Or right. Like, oh, I'm, I'm, this is melting. Or like, like That's the way true. that we saw George or like Lizzie. Amanda or Lizzie, like yeah. 
And maybe it's just because like he kind of had things under control and there wasn't that much that was interesting. But I, I was like, we have seen so much more of him this episode than we ever have before. Right. More of him like kind of second guessing himself and being, yeah. which you would think that would be him because he's like the one with the least experience. So, yeah. and I'm like, he's very charming, fun to watch. Like, why did we not get more chicks until now? Great question. I'm a little biased, but <laughs> the consummate question the shot of his thing, tart, I guess, <laughs> in the fridge. When he, like, at the end, they, like, opened the fridge, they, like, peered in with the camera, and it was just melt, like, literally <laughs> oozing all over the place. It was kind of devastating to see that, <laughs> yeah. to be honest. Yeah. Poor guy. So, looking back at the first day, uh, the way I thought about it, and I know, you know, I, I totally agree that this technical should carry more weight than it did, but I think you could argue that, like, it's pretty even at the even. end of the first day. Yeah, because, totally. You know, the three handshakes, Jurgen's at the bottom, and then Jurgen won, and the other three didn't do well. So, like, I think you can make the argument that, like, totally neck and neck going into the show. Software, I think like, you can make the argument that Giuseppe is in, like, more prime position because he got a handshake and he came in second. Yeah. So, yeah, like, yeah, you can argue that Giuseppe is kind of on top there, but also, like, it, it, the problem with the handshakes is it's impossible to know which they just ones each other of the out. signatures they liked better. Exactly. I yeah. have no idea. Did, they can't have liked all of them the same. Like, there yeah. must have been signatures that they liked. They must have had an order in which they liked them, but because of the handshakes, we don't know. It's just, I so, really, I, it's I love that you said that because I think that literally those handshakes really just are the the main inciting problem of this whole episode. If 100%. they had given one person a handshake, the it would have been so much easier to judge. Right. And no one would have been looking back going, like if they had just given Chiggs a handshake or or Giuseppe a handshake, looking back, we would have been like, okay, Jurgen didn't get a handshake. He did win the technical. His show software was okay. Or like Chriselle did get a handshake. She did terrible in the technical, but then like her, you know what I mean? It's the three handshakes, the way that they cancel each other out, like really put them in a really bad position, which is why I think literally everyone is mad at this episode. I think they should have given zero handshakes. (laughs) I understand why he does it, but like, I just think that you should honestly just semifinal, like just don't, just don't. Yeah. That's my opinion. I just kind of want it gone anyway, so I know I'm biased on this, but like <laughs> no, you're I felt not, like though. it made it so hard to actually know what they thought about them because then I also felt like I didn't get Prue's opinion and well, I that's didn't the understand. Main thing. Exactly. Yeah. It's it's it, it has nothing to do with her, which is bullshit because it should be 50-50 in the judging. Amelia, do you think it's I'm bullshit? sorry. <laughs> I think it is utterly bullshit. I'm going to call uh, the really? prime minister. I'm <laughs> so pissed. Yeah. <laughs> Call, we're going to call up Boris. Yeah. We're like, Boris? <laughs> I really think those three, those, I mean, I guess you could say we're like over, over dramatizing this, but like, I genuinely think if only, even only two people, it would have made it easier. But like, they literally couldn't judge them in the way that they needed to and the way that we needed to see them do in order for their decisions to make sense, I think, in this episode. Because now it makes me think that they liked Christelle's the best. Right? Um, because signatures? Yes. Why? Because handshakes. Because she won. Oh, I thought she was like her were the best. I thought I her felt like they was liked the best by Chiggs far. Is, oh, I feel like she and Chiggs were like maybe neck and neck. And I was going to say her and Chiggs. Let's yeah. talk showstoppers. So showstopper. Let's get into it. All right. <laughs> so, showstopper. 
a spectacular themed banquet display comprising of at least 12 individual entree desserts and an edible centerpiece. Now, we have already nitpicked this challenge. I think we're totally right to do so. No, they did not eat the centerpiece. Yeah, uh, also spectacular is very loose. We're using yes. that word very loosely. <laughs> uh, the only uh, really thing that baked component that they actually tried were the individual little desserts, which you're right, totally made it basically a signature. For some reason, they had five hours to do this, which seems too long. Um, and they were all like up at, up at the wire. I was like, what? Really tense. Yeah, actually, let's talk about that. So at the end of the first signature challenge, they were all like working really quickly, really tense. But except when they chicks. all finished, yeah, except chicks. <laughs> uh, when they finished, they were like, yes, good. Like everyone was happy with what they had created. Like you could tell it was like tense, but like in an excited way, in a satisfied way. The vibe could not have been more different at the end of the showstopper. They were not only up like to the wire, but they literally every single person looked, stepped back and looked at their bacon and was like, well, like it's done. You know, like <laughs> none of them, none of them seemed happy with what they had just made. Right. Which again is like, it seems like a challenge issue then in yes. that case. It was like incredibly tense and they did not seem happy with the final result. It was even why before didn't judging. they make them make a cake? I know, Exa- I don't get thank it. Thank you. Middle. Exactly. Truly though. Make a cake. I don't, I don't get that yeah. at all. Or like just put it on like tiers of some or sort. Or put it on know? tiers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Put it on tiers. It make them make awkward. 36 of these or like three different right. ones or something. Like sometimes they'll yeah. do it where they're like, you have to make two different ones or right. something. Let's yes. do that. Like just make them make two different things and make like 24 or make them make 36 of one thing. Just something. Cause I just, it was like, we watched Jurgen, the, the dramatic moments of making the showstoppers was Jurgen f- not like misplacing. He forgot a piece. One yeah. piece <laughs> and then having to remake it at the last minute and then Chig's breaking his he cookie. His. But and it, it was, was the like, beginning and nobody he was like, even fine. cared. <laughs> Yeah, like it wasn't yeah. impactful at all. They didn't even eat it. Jurgen literally. This is again my my problem with cookie structures. Jurgen literally goes, "It's quite overbaked, but for this, that's kind of what I want." And it was like, and yeah, they all like, did that. It's all like inedible. Were like, I don't want to eat that. So let's talk through what each of them did. There are only there are only four of them. So let's just talk through really quick what they all did to recap. So Jurgen did a Japanese gate made of biscuits. Incredible gate, yeah. story. Incredible. This reminded me of my dad. This was like Aww. my dad through and through. Like I read an encyclopedia when I was a kid and I became obsessed with this thing. So it just reminded me of how Jurgen didn't have toys when he was a yeah, boy. Yeah, I thought of that too. <laughs> like, he was just he was reading encyclopedias. <laughs> he had to revert to an encyclopedia, which is so Actually, messed since up. you say yeah. that, this reminded me a little bit of his windmill that we were like, why did this no, win? Yes, Star totally. Baker, because it was like a little rough and ready. Um, so he made this Japanese gate. He painted it red. He had little matcha boats. The boats looked way cooler in the illustration than they did uh, mm-hmm. yeah. after the fact. I was like, oh, this didn't look as cool as I wanted it to. Um, so he made that. Uh, Christelle did, I believe, a candle surrounded by um, like a flower arrangement. Art. Kind yeah, of it was like, like a wedding thing for her sister's for her wedding. Sister. She's yeah, like, and then she sister. had like little, yeah, her her wedding that's been postponed for COVID. Um, and then she had like her little, you know, mango, whatever fruit yeah, it was thing. Vanilla, <laughs> coconut, mango, passion fruit. Hell yeah. Uh, so hers were ranger at that. Hers looked the best by far, the least sparse. Yeah. Uh, and then Giuseppe did the Leaning Tower of Pisa out of rice, which Christelle also used. Um, and that he did cool. like little little green things on the lawn. Little random green things that w- I was like, I don't get it, but sure. Sure. Um, the and stream she- that I was watching, <laughs> uh-huh. the like 
contrast um, on the on the on the stream was like incredibly bright, and they really looked insane. Like they looked like Nickelodeon like goo. That's really funny. Oh slime! They weren't yeah. the most appetizing color. I actually have a note on that later in the podcast. Um, and then chicks made a tree out of biscuits um, with like apples that ended up looking a little bit more plum like surrounding them. Um, the apple like doesn't said, the fall only, far from the tree. Yeah. Yes. The only edible things were the entremets surrounding. I mean, they were edible, but the only things they tasted were the entremets. Right. So just like a weird challenge. Just weird. Just yeah, really it was weird. like, what? Caramelized apple, caramel, white chocolate mousse, dark chocolate shell, mirror glaze, hazelnut biscuit. Yeah. So yeah. there were a lot of elements to his little his little apples. Oh, uh, and right. Giuseppe has had a pineapple bavoir. Ba- bavoir? Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or something. I was like, this sounds so fucking good. And then he only put like, I like a handful of pine nuts in it. And so they couldn't yeah. taste it. Yeah. So, but that sounded so good. Like his, I was like, holy, like this idea is crazy. And like, I want to eat that. Yeah. His was also very, uh, you know, Italian by, by nature. Right. Also, I just want to say, <laughs> he did organically say, mamma mia. He <laughs> did. <laughs> I was like, yes. An organic funny. mamma mia. Um, <laughs> okay. So we were all very underwhelmed. Uh, by this challenge and by, I would say, what they produce, especially compared to, like, the flawless signature. <laughs> I think we were like, okay, like, the finish on that just, like, wasn't inspired. I would say other than Christelle, I did think hers looked very good. Um, so, Christelle was clearly the best. In terms of, like, our favorites of the Showstoppers, how would we personally rank the Showstoppers? Christelle, number one. Chigs. Chigs, number two, Okay. I'm down with that. It was a little basic. I don't know I if thought, I would but, do but that. But the apples. What do you think is second, Amelia? I, I don't I don't know. I mean, it's so hard because it's like we don't get to taste these and we only yeah. rely yeah. on them saying it. So it's just like, uh, I actually thought like I understand how Giuseppe's kind of looked unappetizing and like very sparse, but I don't know. It was something about the presentation. I, it was minimal, but it looked cool. And it like, I don't know. There, and But I understand also they didn't, I mean, Prue didn't really. She was like, "What is this?" Um, so, I mean, <laughs> they just uh, said they couldn't taste God. anything, which right? Is like, and okay. what was that? There was something in the middle of them. That cherry, she, uh, the cherry. She's like, "That's all I'm getting." I'm like, "That's yeah. all." I'm like, and I was like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> um, but so I mean, we can't yeah, I decide guess, on a number two. <laughs> I still think Chigs because the oh. only thing wrong was with his was the glaze. Like I thought the his color. tree looked cool and probably was the most edible centerpiece out of all yeah. of them. Okay, yeah, sure. And then like he just fucked up his glaze. Like everything else looked really good. It was like really, apples. The, yeah, and the only thing he didn't, he, did, he was like, I just didn't put enough red in, which like <laughs> is the smallest thing really. I, he true. probably should have just left them. That you could do. Like, yeah. Yeah. chocolate honestly and not bothered uh, with the glaze on like, it almost worked honest. it almost worked yeah um so really Giuseppe and Jurgen bottom of the pack of the showstopper right yes yeah and I, I thought yeah. Jurgen's looked really cool they were the, they it's didn't right. like the color of his entrees and I was like you guys like I he probably should have piped something on them mm-hmm. but I was but like come still. on yeah I just thought it was picky. weak I just thought it was weak Sure. But again, it's like, I feel like Prue has this internal bias against matcha. We've talked about she that. Does. She's just like, I <laughs> the just anti-matcha don't know how I feel about matcha. I'm like, girl, goddamn. Just, <laughs> just because you don't like it doesn't mean other people hate it too. It's just, 
whatever. Yeah, I was underwhelmed with Jurgens just because I, I, it, the idea was so cool. And then once he did it, I was like, oh, it's just something about it didn't work for me. But I felt the same way about Giuseppe's. I thought Giuseppe's was like, looked meh too. And it didn't taste very good either. Or it tasted yeah. fine, but like the flavors that he said, like, you're going to get this, they didn't get it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Something something was just weird happened in the show. Something was off. And it, again, I think it was production and judges. Like they just didn't, they were just, it was kind of almost, I don't want to say it was an afterthought, but I do think they were out of creative ideas. They're just like, okay. Yeah, <laughs> All right. it was. It was a, a strange challenge and it was, they put themselves in a difficult judging position, right. I would say as well. I don't mind them. Like I would be cool and maybe even enjoy it if they just repeated challenges mm. for mm-hmm. like showstopper, like actually, I totally agree. I totally agree with you yeah. because why not? And also, you're gonna have a bunch of uh, episode series, and like it's okay. People forget. Trust me, people forget. I'm yeah. oh yeah, <laughs> proof of that. And I mean, again, yes. and I get I. I when it comes to this kind of stuff, I'm not creative at all. So I'm not trying to say like, oh my God, they can't do this. They need to do a better job. But I mean, if that is your one job, then maybe, you know. <laughs> I just think yeah. for something like this, if you're going to make, which we've outlined that like Patisserie Week is basically always the semifinal. There's like yeah. two or three seasons where that hasn't been the case. So why not standardize it even further. Like, I wouldn't mm. mind that if it was like sure. in the semifinal, there's patisserie and like you are, this is what you're doing for the patisserie showstopper and like everybody does it. Like, it almost seems like an equalizer. I don't know. Sure. I, would, I just wouldn't, personally, I wouldn't mind that because I feel like everybody, I feel like it was like a letdown for like the bakers that they had to do this. And again, take away, take away the Rice Krispie take it out. <laughs> yeah, like it's gone. silly. Yeah. It's honestly silly. You are not going to eat that. Like that's not yeah, even a right. real It's just a waste piece. of time. It's like yeah, a waste of, of time and skill. Uh, okay. So do we have any other specific notes on the showstopper before we get into our discussion of the results? Uh, really quick. I just want to, I said this like every week for the past like four, five weeks, I feel like Christelle always says something where I'm just like, this girl is, she's here. Like she's here and she wants to win. Like she's like mm-hmm. really competitive. I can tell. And she just goes, she comes into the showstopper after like a bad technical. And she's like, I'm ready to fight. Like I'm ready yeah. to fight. And then she's like, Go, adds girl. on as an afterthought, like, and have fun. <laughs> I was like, yeah, okay. You're, you're trying to fight here because you want to you want to win and you want to go through. That's so nice. I, she's just a winner. And she has like, she is, she, she's manifesting. Good for she her. is hitting her stride, man. I love to see it. This episode is brought to you by Pure Leaf Ice Tea. Go beyond reality with new Pure Leaf Blackberry Ice Tea and discover a berry delicious world bursting with unexpected blackberry flavor. A world so full of refreshing blackberry ice tea that you may never want to leave. But there's always time to linger. Try new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. Visit amazon.com slash pureleaf and enter 20 Pure Leaf for 20% off your purchase of new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. This episode is brought to you by Jersey Mike Subs. Jersey Mike's uses only the highest quality of meat sliced right in front of you, piled high with the freshest toppings. 
It's a Jersey Mike's thing. For me, it's roast beef and provolone with onions, lettuce, tomato, and the juice. You like authentic cheesesteaks? At Jersey Mike's, they're cooked on a real flat top grill. You can hear the sizzle and taste the difference. Jersey Mike's, a sub above. Order on the app today or visit jerseymikes.com to learn more. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped. The scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX is Clipped, now streaming only on Hulu. All right, so at this point, after the showstopper judging, in the time between the judging and the results, who did you think was going home and who did you think was getting Starbaker? Do you want to say it? Because I felt the same exact way. Really? I was 100% sure they were going to send all four of them same, through. I was same. literally sitting there going, oh my God, I can't wait for Sasha and Amelia to watch this because they're going to be so happy that all four of them went through. Like, I was certain. Me too. I honest, me too. Me too. There, it seemed to me like there was genuinely no other thing that they could do. Like the edit and the yeah. results and the things that they said. And I guess part of it was tinged, I think, by like social media because social media has been so excited about like these four bakers being like, they're all so good. I love them all so much. Like, and so I think maybe part of my, my watching this was tinged by that, but I literally was like, I can't wait to, for my mom to watch this episode. She's going to be so surprised. Like, I was sitting there so happy. <laughs> no, I mean, <laughs> I don't even take oh into God. account social media with this. St- like, I'm not really on yeah. Baker social media. And I still felt the same exact way. And I up until they were like, and I have the horrible job of, I was like, Me too. I, I was literally like, was like, that's a joke, oh, right? No. That's Me a too. joke. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. literally like they're building this up so much like right. even when joke. they were just dis- when they were discussing it and they were like you have a really difficult decision to make like I don't know what you're gonna do they were like I don't know what I'm gonna do either I was like I know what you're gonna do <laughs> I was oh so God. ready for it I was so ready for four Me I, too. It's, I don't wow I, I, I was in I complete just, genuinely like why not like I genuinely don't understand exactly. why not and I know probably that, like, precedent honestly I know but like they've done in the past one time was when someone got sick uh, and so or they like Diana there, yeah. after the ice cream bin gate, she like left and they, they were like, it was too difficult to, uh, to eliminate someone like you're all going through to next week. That's And, I think the and only then time. you have like, from a production standpoint, the person's yeah. gone. So you don't like, there's no benefit to you to sending someone home. And honestly, it doesn't even make sense because then you're going to have to, you're going to have to, at some point, not send someone home. So it might yeah. as well be that week. For this, like, I thought there was probably like a 50%. We That was definitely one of the possibilities that we were like thinking that that is pro- possibly what could happen. But also just thinking about like Paul and like Fucking just Paul. thinking like they are going to do, like they are going to send uh, someone home. So, so we who were, did you think, who did you think it was? Sasha? This is bad shit crazy because we were like, Jurgen is going to win Star Baker and Giuseppe is going oh, home. Wow. Oh, that wow. is what we thought was going to happen. Like, Interesting. We, we uh, underestimated <laughs> how impactful the handshakes were because we were like, well, it's basically the same because Prue like said she would give him a handshake. Right, right. It so should have been. We were like, then it's even. And then he won the technical and his seemed to me like they disliked 
Giuseppe's more. Mm-hmm. Like they liked the taste of Jurgens and I like they just didn't like the color. That was the only bad thing they yeah. said about it. And then yeah. with Giuseppe's, it was like you can't taste it. So in my mind, I was thinking that's a worse comment. Yeah. And then Giuseppe, like again, it's impossible to know how you know which how signatures good his they liked. Was, yeah, right. like was right. that yeah. the one they liked the least, or was it the one they liked the most? Is in the middle? Who knows? Came second in the technical, and I just thought his showstopper let him down and they were going to send him home off that. And I wasn't happy about it, but I also thought right. like Chiggs and Christelle, we generally put a lot of emphasis on the showstopper in these kinds yeah. of situations. Right, so right. I think like, I thought, okay, they're safe. And I thought Jurgen did well across the board. Like I thought he was the most consistent one across the whole episode. It was so tough. I mean, I gun to my head like you're like you have to predict who's going home you have to say who you think I think I would have chosen Giuseppe too but then you're right you look back at the first day he gets the handshake comes in second in the technical as opposed to you're going doesn't get a handshake comes in first in the technical then it comes down to their showstoppers which again I didn't think Jurgens looked that good but like I understand also why somebody would say like Giuseppe you know had a had a slightly but then like it's like okay if everyone's even in theory, they're supposed to look at past weeks, right? And Giuseppe yes, has right. had some tough weeks, yeah, right? Like he, I as don't know, Chiggs and, so as Chicks and Christelle have kind of gone up, Giuseppe's yes. been a little wavery, which arguably, so is Jurgen. But for Jurgen, it's more been like, this was a bad bake, these two were great. This was right. a bad bake, these two were great. Whereas for Giuseppe, it was like, these two were okay, this one was good. You know, like, yeah. It, again, it's so hard, which again was why I was like, I don't think they can successfully do Exactly. <laughs> when he said Jurgen, I was like, we, we gasped. Like, we were like, <laughs> yeah. what? I think I literally did that. I was like, what? I, yeah. we had to pause it and totally. be like, what, what just I paused happened? mine too, yeah. I, I was, I was just so upset. But then yeah. I also was like, if they, is there a person that they could have named that I wouldn't have been stunned? And I don't know that there was. I think I, if they had said Giuseppe, I would have been like, okay. I think I would have been yeah. like, God damn it. <laughs> but I think thinking back, I would have, I think if he, he was the most logical choice as much as I like him and as good as I think he is. And I totally think he deserves to be in the final, but I do think like I could have reasoned with myself and been like, I understand where this came from. Whereas the Jurgen one, I think is just so confusing. Totally. And I mean, this kind of harkens back to the week where it could have been either Lizzie and Christelle. And it really could have been, I mean, Christelle got really lucky that they were just like, sorry, Lizzie. And I just, I mean, I was so literally when I say up until the last second of them (laughs) announcing his Jurgen's name, I was like, it's final four. Me it's too. final four. Yeah, it's literally too. final four. I know. Ugh. I know. It's I, just like, I, I still, it was so hard for me to get past that. Like watching it with that view, it's it's hard for me to like move on from that. So I've been also looking on Twitter and seeing what people were saying about Jurgen going and every, Amelia, everyone agrees with us. Okay, <laughs> like, good. Thank you. So many people were like, I thought it was going to be all four. Like it should have been all four. Yeah. There's never been a better, more consistent and like neck and neck season of Bakers yes. than like these four. And like, yeah. why not send them through? This oh is God. a choke job from Paul. Honestly, like this is a fucking choke from Paul. <laughs> like he fucked up for the viewers. Like I, sometimes I think about the edit in the show what we're not seeing in like their um, comments on stuff. Like I, we don't see fully what they say. You can tell we're seeing a cut. So we don't know what was a cut from what the comments about these. He basically 
uh, negate, like completely just negated anything that Prue might have to say about three things. And we didn't get a sense of who had done better in the t- signature other than like poor old Yerky Pops. So like, I, it just felt like he f- fucked it up for the viewer of just like, I we agree. have no clue what's going on up until that point. And I think like, I think it's going to be very, very common for most people to get to the end of that episode and be exactly where you guys were. That like, right. this yeah. is going to be a four-person final and then be like really, really disappointed. Right. Yeah. And I think even beyond Paul, and Brian Phillips actually wrote about, I think earlier this year, about the biggest problems with Bake Off and yes. how to fix them. And one of them was this inconsistency in judging. And I think a good example is if you look at last season with Hermine, who went home mm, in the semifinal. I love. So their entire reasoning for sending Hermine home was that it's sh- a show-by-show judging. They <laughs> throw uh, out all the past. Literally, they said this. That is it was her and Laura. Bullshit. I don't know if you remember Laura. I fucking hated Laura. Oh, uh, and woo! she was fine. I'm sure she's very nice, but she did not deserve to be there. Uh, she... They were like, we have to judge it day by day. We have to judge it bake by bake. And literally that that was their entire reasoning for sending Ermine home. And then we come to this season and they're like, we have to think about, we have to think about the journey. We have to think. And I'm like, and then they just really give no reasoning for sending Jurgen home. They were just like, we just fucking picked him. Like, yes, they didn't even say why. Yeah. They just have put themselves in this position of like, total inconsistency and they it's just so arbitrary it's, no, it's a no-win situation people are going to be mad now every time because it never is consistent and it never makes sense exactly it, it's so just on a whim it's it, it's which is yeah. so unfair it's so that is so unfair so and Ermine really deserved to say it is bullshit yeah. i just Ermine was great and she I, and was awesome. great and it and i know like again like all four bakers specifically this season are great and like if anyone had to go home someone was going to be mad yeah, uh, right. And it would have felt it was undeserved, but like it just, they had just have put themselves in this no one sw- situation on the show and with this judging where it's like, it just, it's something has to change on, I think, a bigger picture. <laughs> We're totally. calling for change. Yeah. Call your senators. Call your representatives, people. Yeah. It just, it just, they've put themselves in this position where it just, things like this are going to keep happening if we don't change some things, in my Definitely. opinion. Definitely. I mean, ugh, I can't. I just even. wish I'm they sorry. would have made it more clear in the edit and like actually yeah, shown me sure. what I had to say about things. I right, don't know. Yeah. That's all. And there was definitely some editing. I don't want to like pile it all on Paul, but like a lot of that was like seemed like his influence. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I just feel like this was a year where everybody deserved yeah. to be there. I think like, so too. true. It's not it's that hard not to feel like, like proper. They're all they're all in the bubble already, you guys. You don't have exactly. to invite his family. Like, it just let him stay. <laughs> It's Truly. not going to feel like a proper fi- like it's it really not. is not going to feel like a proper final without him because Agreed. he's been the best baker all the way through. Totally. And I, oh my god. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. All right. Let's get into. Let's try to run through these awards real quick. We're going very long. <laughs> right. This week. Sorry. Sorry. Yes. Yes. Uh, so let's. You know, s- some highlights of this episode. What was the most delicious bake? Thoughts? I I made fun of the raisins. But I still really want to eat the tiramisu. That's how much I love tiramisu. <laughs> no, tiramisu is good. Wow. I do. I do very much want to eat that. It's one of my favorite desserts. Honestly, and the, again, I think the best bake from this entire episode w- was the signature. And I, I wanted to try Chiggs's raspberry and chocolate slices. Oh yeah, they look so pretty. They did look really pretty. Yeah. Yeah. 
They really liked it. So I'm sure the texture is good, but it looked a little like too <laughs> like solid and like um <laughs> like sharp edges for me. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sure. And they did knock one over and it wobbled a tiny bit, but that's just me. <laughs> I'm into um, that. I'm a little like jelly like phobic. Mm. So averse. Je- yeah. I was averse, just gonna say yeah. jelly averse. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I would definitely go for Christelle's passion fruit and mango oh, entrees. Yeah. Those look so fucking good. They were gorgeous. There was a really funny moment when they were standing, when they were, uh, they were sitting at the judging, like after the show stop, we're talking about all of them. And Prue goes, look at those incredible layers. And it cuts to the inside of Christelle's which is like thing, a big chunk. It's like a chunk of mango and then like a little thing at the bottom. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, I bet layers. <laughs> oh my God. I bet because she did put an insert uh-huh. in, but you just couldn't see it. I wonder uh-huh. if like in person you could see that more. I know. It was just but, really yeah, funny. It was like, okay, tough match there on the, uh, <laughs> on the edit. Um, all right. Soggiest bottom. What was the worst bake? Amelia. I get, I'm just sorry. Chigs is technical. Yeah, that's no terrible. No thanks. No thank you. Uh, yeah, really bad. Also, uh, again, I I know I've been tough to my guy Giuseppe this episode. Um, I will never willingly eat anything that is that color green. Oh, okay. I don't want it in my body. I'm oh. sorry. I hope that it tasted delicious. Um, sure. Well, I don't I, think it did. I don't think it did. So you're, <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. No thanks. No thanks. Uh, Sasha, I would not eat. Jurgen's beet buttercream. I'm sure it was yeah. fine. I'm sure that for some people, like with Prue's taste, that it was like superb and wonderful. <laughs> um, but it was a beetroot and cassis buttercream with coffee liqueur soaked jocund sponges. Like yeah. I'm sure the sponges were good and cassis maybe. Those are just <laughs> not things that like I'm interested in. So sure. it, something against it and it, like it seemed like she really liked it. So yeah. yeah. It's just not your taste. Fair play. Um, let's run through the best sound bites. I again want to just shout out Giuseppe's Mamma Mia that really just came <laughs> from a really deep place inside of him. Oh, <laughs> yes. That's so great. Uh, Amelia, hit it. Um, when Shakes was talking about his raspberry signature, when he was like, I really want that raspberry to punch them in the face. And then Prue was like, Ooh, that's a lot of raspberry. I was like, nice. Hell yeah. Cause I love raspberry. So I would have been into it, you know? Mm. Yeah, I just, uh, I'm going to, there's a Chigs punch me in the face joke that I'm just going to let pass. I'm just going to let it go, but I want you to know that I almost did it. Go ahead, Sasha. (laughs) Uh, Christelle, just cute. Entremets are about multitasking until you almost faint, really. (laughs) Just adorable. So true. So true. Just adorable. And then I just feel like I want to like give kind of like an ode to the like, since we're not going to see it, the Noel and Jurgen bromance. Um, (laughs) I felt like we've been working up to this place. Um, They had three (laughs) like beautiful moments, I would say. One was when um, Noel came up to him in the showstopper and he was making his his gateway and they both said at the same time, gateway to the final, which it ended up not being, but was Mm. very cute. Uh, And then when... Jurgen was like repeatedly checking the temp on his meringue and Noel was just asking him what it was just actually being super bothersome and and then was like now we're like a baking team it's like Batman and Robin where you're Batman and, and Jurgen's like mm-hmm and then <laughs> yeah. he's just like not engaging at all he hates it and then um Jurgen in the technical is just like doing he's just he needs to be doing something he's just standing there talking to Noel he he's he you can tell He's starting to get annoyed. He's starting yeah. to get annoyed by this. Oh, yeah. Noel's just talking at him. 
at him, at him. I can't even remember what he's saying. He's honestly saying nonsense because he's just trying to get under Jurgen's skin. You can tell that's what he's doing. Right. And Jurgen is just growing redder and redder <laughs> and redder. And, and at, in the end, just ends up being like kind of fuck off. Like <laughs> yeah. he, he like walk, he just like walks away. Yeah, he had no time. He had no time for no Noel time. In that no moment. time. Or the whole episode, really. Yeah. So I just want to say we have progressed. I think, you know, at the end, they did the little, you know, gave it to the final thing. It was cute. Sure. Um, but you're going to, he's not, I wouldn't say he's like a black hole, but he. Wait, is I the one who called him that? A black you hole personality? He's <laughs> a black hole. I wouldn't necessarily say that because that when he's harsh. on that his own, he's yeah. very cute uh-huh. and very charming. I agree. Um, but when being pestered molested by Noel and Matt, he is absolutely not having a second of it. Not a second. I think part of the problem is how game the other three are. You know, like, I think it, I think he's fine. And I think he's very charming. He's not that nice to them, though. He's not. Which I I do find hilarious. But I think it's also very tough when Chiggs is behind you and Christelle's to the left of you. And it's like, okay, well, they're always... I mean, literally, Chiggs is out here watching Matt do his fucking Robert De Niro impression and laughing patiently for five minutes. So, like, that's a lot. It's really, really tough competition for Jurgen in the personality department. Um, Yeah, he he officially reached his breaking point, I think, with the host this week. Yeah, Uh, he did. So, that was tough. But we're going to have a very uh, personality-rich final. So... Congrats to the hosts who have very willing participants. Oh my, that is <laughs> in whatever perfect. jokes they have coming next week. It's I true. would say Giuseppe and Matt is my maybe least favorite pairing. It's Dude. always like you can tell that Giuseppe does not like him, right? Because he always says something in his accent, and then Matt makes fun of it because it sounds like something else, something oh stupid. Rustici, true. Like yeah. we, we and had then a whole he was like, like screaming Rustici. Oh my god! <laughs> Which actually was really funny, but you could tell Giuseppe like after he's like, ha, ha, okay, right? Like he's just the, like, I right. like the voice. Ha, ha, ha. Like, yeah, my he'll god. be the uh, he'll be the next one to smack Matt Lucas. Um, <laughs> Can't wait. Okay, my favorite soundbite was just the constant giggling from Chicks, uh, which again we have not had that much of. But he just kept kind of like <laughs> making mistakes uh, and laughing at himself in a very oh, adorable way. So I appreciate that, uh, and I'm glad we got to see so much of it this episode. Amelia, final one. Final one. Uh, Christelle cutting her cake in the signature. I feel like I'm giving birth. Sorry, not like I've ever done that before. I just, that's <laughs> so relatable. So just shout out to her. I love her. She's, She's great. She's just the best. She is. Um, all right, best Brit fit. Really quick, I want you to choose your favorite printed shirt because we had incredible prints this week. Uh, let me know if I've forgotten one, but we had Giuseppe who has had to buy new shirts. He bought a very fancy yeah. blue and white patterned like kind of like tropical not really tropical print it had like kind of graphic print yeah um matt's shirt had octopuses on it uh, i swear Christelle, he's worn that before or worn a variation of that he? i swear Ooh. to you he has it's a good one it's a good one um christelle kind of took a page out of lizzie's book and did like a white black yellow and green print with a yellow headband very cute and then noel had kind of a retro vintage orange yeah. yellow and red like like trippy. 70s yeah. 70s print. What was your favorite printed shirt? Go. I like Christelle's. Christelle's great. It was really cute. cute. I would wear it as well. So yeah, she looked great. I also like the octopuses, but you know how I feel about Matt. <laughs> um, also, really quick for our our loyal listeners who listened last week and were wondering about our experiment. Wow. Uh, uh, you know, we had a debate about Chicks's glasses and which frames were better. I was team gold. <laughs> My co-hosts were team black. 
And uh, I did a poll on my Instagram feed and I tagged him in it because like we said, we were going to experiment and see if he would say anything because he is very receptive to people tagging him on Instagram. Especially uh, in thirsty posts. Exactly. Oh, and God. he responded to my poll. And now Kate is going to get married to him. Yeah. We are going to have a spring wedding. <laughs> Christelle's going to make the cake. Um, <laughs> no, he uh, he responded and he was like, what were the results? And I was like, I'm so sorry, but black glasses are winning, but the gold <laughs> ones are better. <laughs> and then he was like, I'll do a poll tomorrow. And I was like, you're totally right. We need a second opinion. And he said, defo. <laughs> Oh anyway, my so, God. Uh, the black glasses won on his poll as well, unfortunately. Um, yeah, quite a wide but... margin. <laughs> yeah. And he brought them back for this episode. Uh, I love that. He did. He listened to me in the past. Um, <laughs> right. So, yeah, update on our experiment uh, that was successful. That's um, great. Yes. Okay. What else <laughs> in the uh, the Brit Fit category, Amelia? Um, I liked Prue's chartreuse jacket and the graphic scarf combo she Beautiful. was pulling out this week. So, yep, relatedly, shout out to Paul's <laughs> yeah. little peacoat look. Oh, oh yeah, love their, a good their peacoat outer, look. outerwear during like the technical thing is always so fun. It was cute. It love really a good is. coat. Um, all right. We got to talk more about Paul, unfortunately. What is our eyes on the prize Paul moment of the week? We're going to keep this short, I promise. Genuine take. Get rid of Paul Hollywood from the Great British Bake Off. (laughs) I'm I'm ready for him to go. That's how I feel. hot. (laughs) Just... I, don't, I would say you were to prove to, but like, I just, we got to get rid of Paul. He's the biggest problem with the entire show. <laughs> Everything can be traced back to him and I'm yeah. over him as an entity. Uh, that's Bring how I feel. Back, Mary, let's do a Mary and Prue. Ooh. Let's do it. Let's do it. I genuinely am just like fucking done with Paul. Uh, <laughs> Sasha, what was your Paul moment of the week? Um, he is just uh, week after week debasing himself in the intro. It's true. Uh, we have Elvis this week. We had um, Billy Ray Cyrus. Mm-hmm. Um, the Hulk. The whole last week. Don't forget yeah, that. Just yeah, just continually debasing himself. At the end of the season, we yeah. should say which one we think is the um, <laughs> most, most embarrassing? embarrassing for him. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that, it's going to be hard to beat the first one. The uh, achy breaking yes, heart. Yes, achy one is heart. pretty. Yes, very tough. Yeah. With the yeah. line um, dance, yeah. It's just yeah. another sign that he's getting too big for his britches. He thinks that this I is agree. like normal and fine. So sure. this is just what's going on now. Um, and then is shout out to Sue. Shout out to Sue Perkins because she started one of the best running jokes on the whole show, which is that Paul looks like a silverback gorilla. And uh, we had a new iteration on the silverback gorilla joke with uh, during the technical when they were announcing, I think it was Noel said that Prue's taking Paul to a safari park so he can be released back in with the gorillas. Um, And then Matt followed that with that there's a new silverback breeding program Oh insinuating that there Paul is going to fuck some gorillas. Wow. All right. Layers. Such layers. So there to are. This. Yeah. A lot going on there. I appreciated yeah. that he needed it. It was vital to the episode that he get both debased in the intro and they bring a, a silverback joke into the fold. Yeah. yeah. Needed. We needed it for balance. Yeah. Uh, balance. Really quick. Amelia, Matt, m- moment of the week. Oh, I mean, he came out as Freddie Mercury. Like, you know, Paul was Elvis. Um, Noel was Ziggy Stardust, Dave Bowie. Uh, and we and we got Matt with his freaking Freddie Mercury. And it looked exactly <laughs> like one of those bus cakes that they did. <laughs> they did that on purpose, right? They had to did have they? done that on okay, purpose. I don't know, maybe. With the, ye- the yellow jacket was what did it for me. Because yeah. that, to me, it- is not the most recognizable uh, fit. Right. Him? Sure. It's is it the tank top with the little armband? Yes. Yeah. yeah. I don't yeah. 
I first I felt like they did that on purpose, but I could be wrong. Either the way, side by side is incredible. It's uncanny. Uh, it's ridiculous. Yeah, really amazing. Okay, really quick saccharine moment, aka not to get all sappy. I did cry again in this episode, and it was when Christelle won the showstopper. And she was talking to the camera. And she was crying about her meaningful bakes that are dedicated oh. to her family. Yeah, she immediately sweet. started bawling when they liked her oh. showstopper too. Yep, yep. I love Very her. I, she's just so the best. great. She's, she's so likable. Um, Love them what all. were your what were your sappiest moments? Um, I just you know when they I just like how much they care about one another, especially now we've gotten to a point where you know there were only four, uh, and they were really shocked and gutted that Jurgen was leaving, and I was like, oh, okay. They were all like, like they were shocked, and I I yeah. actually would be super curious to hear from them of like what they thought was going to happen. Yes, same. Yeah, totally. Especially yeah. after Christelle got Starbaker. Like in yeah. that mm-hmm. moment, after they knew that Christelle was safe, what did they right. think was going to happen? That's a good I, point. Uh, honestly, I wonder if they also thought they were going to all go through. If there was I any part of them that did. was like, maybe. They should have. And I yeah. wonder who was thinking it's me. Yeah. Jurgen said that he, was, he wasn't as surprised as them. I don't believe but, him. But yeah, I don't know about that. I don't believe I don't him. I, I think that like he, it's possible that after they said it's Jurgen that he was he thought back and then was like, okay, I guess that makes sense. Yeah. Not that like he actually thought it was gonna be him going into yeah. it. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. But that's again, we don't see everything. So right. it's hard it comes to know. down to what we don't see. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That was mine actually, was when oh, Jurgen yeah, yeah. was doing his little like, I think the others are more shocked than I am. I made <laughs> friends for life and I'll be with them in spirit. So cute. I just uh, was like Oh my God, he's so cute. When yeah. he is on his own, just talking to the camera, he is like a, such a sweetie. I, I don't know if you guys remember at the end of last episode, it's like the last, the very last shot. And it's Jurgen just going, semi-final. <laughs> and he's like, it's actually the most sweetest, like adorable That's thing adorable. ever. And I just think <sighs> that he's a real sweetheart when he's on his own. And, and when he said, I'm going to be with them in spirit, I thought. That was kind. Cool. Yeah. Also, beautiful. side note, their social media posts mourning his departure have been tragic. Oh. Uh, and also, if you follow him on Instagram, he immediately posted a picture of Humphrey the bunny uh, oh. and rooting for yeah. the uh, the finalists. And he, they've all just been very sweet and very sad that he did also, not Also, he has an all-time incredible handle, Jurgen the Bread. So good. <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> Uh, yep. Also, he spells it J-U-E-R-G-E-N, which I guess is how it's spelled if you don't do the umlaut. The umlaut. So, got yeah. it. Got yeah. it. Interesting stuff. But yeah, Jurgen the Bread's incredible. Incredible Instagram <laughs> handle. Um, okay, really quick. Let's wrap it up with our personal handshake high five awards uh, for the Halliwell high five. Uh, I'm going to give it to Christelle. Now, I know this may be controversial. I guess she already got Starbaker. Does she really need a Halliwell high five? However, she has broken the curse of the predictable season. Going into this episode, smart money was on her to go. I think, you know, we talked about last last episode, like it could be anyone, but she definitely was the one that seemed to be in the position where like she had to prove something. Just track record wise. She did. There was not a single person who... It watched this episode and was like, Christelle should have gone home. Like, not a single person watched this and was like, she doesn't deserve to be in the final. So she just absolutely smashed it. She has been so great in the last couple of episodes. She's so fun to watch. Such a fun sport. And yeah, I'm just glad, glad she's in the final. Glad she's really just 
just made it through representing the girls. Also, I did predict in the first episode uh, of our podcast that she would make the final. So I'm glad Ooh, that so there she you go. Did. There you go. I yeah. love that. Um, yeah, I'm giving my uh, What Am I Winner award to Jurgen because you know what? He should have made it to the finals and I am still pissed that he didn't and it should have been a top four. And you know what? If RuPaul can do it, you can do it too, Paul Hollywood. So Wow, words to live by. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. Very true. Sasha, hit it. Uh, yeah, I'm also going to give mine to Jurgen because he does deserve to be there. It won't feel like a proper proper final without them competing against him. Because honestly, like, I just want to see what he would have done. Like, I want to know what he would have yeah. baked. Because he's like the king of pulling it out. Mm-hmm. Like, he will do something crazy. And something that nobody else would have ever thought of. And I just think that that... His... It's not his fault that he's shy and bad for camera. And I feel like that might actually have been part of the decision, too, that he was like, mm. he's not game and he doesn't like play games on camera yeah. with the host. And he's like kind of bad for the camera. Um, but I feel bad. I don't like it. I wish he was going to be there. They should have sent everyone through and... I hate it. That's all. Yeah. I just, I hate it. Agreed. He's going to go down as like one of the most controversial. Like, yes, definitely. Eliminations for sure. Um, yeah. Liam, miss you, buddy. Ermine, Jurgen off the top. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. And did you see that Ermine is back for like one for of the Christmas? Right. Christmas so bake off. I think Jurgen will get that sweet spot next year. I would year. love that. Mm-hmm. I would love, I would love to see Jurgen making some Christmas oh. bakes. Um, all right. Before the final next week, the final doesn't have a theme. Um, I'm sure it'll be some sort of fantastic, <laughs> incredible cakes and whatever. Um, we need to predict our winners. We need to get it on the record right now so that we know Damn. when I win, when my pick okay. wins, that All I right. predicted it. Okay. So of the three remaining bakers in the final, Chiggs, Christelle, Giuseppe, predict a winner right now. You can give your reasoning or not give your reasoning, but you have to pick one. Go, Amelia. Um, I think Christelle might pull it off. I think the narrative is there. Um, I also think we've had a couple of, uh, I guess not straight, but uh, white men win in the past mm. few seasons. <laughs> I, guess, I guess not straight. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Go ahead. <laughs> uh, so I think, and she's, I think she's perfect for it. And I think, she, again, she's had a great, narrative arc here she's done better and better every season or week but has had setbacks but has pulled her out herself out of said setbacks and again i love the fact that she loves to bring in her family i think that's a huge thing and i think also her using those eastern flavors is big too and you know i just i think she's great i think i think she's gonna pull it off so. i would cry a lot if she won i think <laughs> yeah she's a showstopper queen too her. She is. Yeah. These are the kinds of things that she does well with. Um, Sasha, predict your winner. I am going with Chiggs. I think it will be either Chiggs or Christelle. And I'm just going to go with Chiggs because it's such a toss up. Um, But I do think that he is more consistent than Christelle, like across challenges He just needs, I just am kind of crossing my fingers on the technical. That's like both of their downfalls. Like to me, it would make a lot of sense if Giuseppe won the technical next week. Um, Neither of them, Crystal or Chiggs are like extremely good at that. So I'm betting on Chiggs big for the signature and the showstopper 
and hopefully come in second in the technical. <laughs> but I think it's going to be him. <laughs> Guys, I, I love like this. That. We have all picked a different person. We this have. is great content. <laughs> uh, I'm going to take Giuseppe. I think he's due for a triumphant return to greatness. Nice. I think now that Jurgen is out of the tent, he's going to come mm. in. He's going to be like, this is my home and this is my tent. And... I'm about to crush it because he hasn't for a while. <laughs> I think he's due. Uh, and I'd like, I mean, I'll be thrilled for literally all of them. Like genuinely, there is no, unless like Paul's like, it's me. I'm the winner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, runs away with like, <laughs> no, really. totally. uh, literally like there's no result that will make me in and literally in any way sad. Like every single person that they name, I'll be like, oh my God. Yay. So like, I'm glad. Um, but I'm, I, I think Giuseppe's due. And I think he's good under pressure. I think the other two, especially Christelle, maybe less so. Although I, I do have faith in both of them. And I totally think they can. And I want them to. Um, but yeah. I just feel like, the opposite way. I feel like Giuseppe... You don't think Giuseppe's made, due under pressure? I think he makes critical mistakes in the showstopper. and A couple mm, times lately he has. He's he really forgot to put the flower lately. in. He pulled on Maggie. <laughs> he fixed it. I know. <laughs> but like that's, he did it just like, it was a, like a time waster. And yeah. like I just feel like... Chig said he's best when his back's against the wall. So that's my guy. Christelle's okay. a winner. That's fair. I get that. I see that pick. Giuseppe has been like kind of, he's been taking some risks on the flavors and mm. like techniques I think he's and stuff. Due. I think okay. he's due. I think sure. he's been saving it and he's going to crush it. Uh, but I love that yeah. we've all picked a different person. <laughs> also, I have to say really quick, I have to know if Giuseppe's kids know where he is. <laughs> Please Do tell them. Yeah, oh, that he is on the God. show. Do they know where dad has gone? <laughs> Stop. Or if he's ever coming tell back. Tell these kids. Uh, I just need closure. Oh. If we do not find out about that, I will never sleep again. I have to know uh, how hard. that turned out. Um, so yeah, I'm sad that their families don't get to come. Um, I assume mm. they don't. But uh, yeah, it's going to be a great final. I cannot <laughs> wait. I'm going to be happy no matter what happens. Uh, but I do uh, wish that it was it was a four-person final. If only. You're preaching um, to the and choir. someone put this in the outline for me. We are all looking forward to the limbo off between Christelle and Noel <laughs> next week. They did promise if Christelle made it to the final, they would have a limbo off. Uh, so see, these are the kinds of things where that it's tough for Jurgen to compete with that yes, level of post that's difficult. <laughs> All right. Uh, can't wait for the final next week. In the meantime, make sure to listen to all the other shows on the Ringer reality TV feed, including our very own Amelia Guadamire on No Rose All Thorn every Wednesday, Tyson Apostle recapping Survivor Season 41 every Thursday, and Johnny Bananas recapping The Challenge every Wednesday. Thanks to my lovely co-host Amelia, our fabulous producer Sasha, and thanks for listening to another episode of Everything is Cake. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.